0: Hey guys, welcome back to Group Chat as we wrap up our series on the six habits of groups that actually learn. Just a reminder, this series and all of our podcasts are available at www.rushcreek.org. Okay guys, welcome back and we are here to wrap up our second season of Group Chat and we are back with the good doctor, Josh Rose, and he is going to wrap up. Uh, this is going to be a quick episode as usual and this is we're going to wrap up the sixth habit, which was mixed purposefully and then we're just going to cap off the entire series as a whole. Uh, so Josh, thanks again for coming on and we'll jump right just jump right into it. So um, you were on last time to talk about habit number six, which was mixed purposefully. Um, so kind of just um, give us a little more application of how does that actually play itself out in a small group and what does that look like if a group starts to, practice that
1: habit together? Well, it's always great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, I think if a group were to practice this habit, this group would be very intentional. So it's the intentional leader who will practice this because it takes thought and intentionality. So in the the previous episode, I believe I used the example, it's been some time, but I believe I used the example if you're studying the Old Testament, you can go through and take a look at the themes of the Old Testament, then you can spend some time working on who are the characters of the Old Testament, then you can spend some time working on what's the overall narrative of the Old Testament, and so, and so on. And so when you do that and you mix the focus of your study up, the research would indicate that there's a higher correlation with deepened understanding of in this case, the Old Testament, rather than just reading it straight through, just consuming the information. So, for a small group, how, I mean, a practical ways to use this is, you know, just fill in the blank. I mean, so if you're doing a study on marriage, you know, if it's if it's something off of right now media, the intentional leader would maybe pull some statistics and say, "What does the culture say about marriage?" And then they would shift their perspective to, "What has your experience in marriage been?" Then they can shift the perspective yet again to the Right Now Media content of what does the scriptures say about marriage. And then they can shift the perspective yet again and talk about what does the future look like in marriage. And so by, by mixing these topics up, so to speak, um, in, in, in a variety of ways, but in the ways that I just mentioned, you're going to create um, experiences but more so conversations because the experience of looking all that stuff up is going to be memorable because if you do it in a group setting, there's people who are going to be laughing because, you know, something that our group has done before is I'll mix purposefully, but I'll have them use their smartphone. So I'll say, okay, everyone pull out your smartphone and look up such and such. Well, inevitably someone drifts over to ESPN or inevitably someone, (laughs) someone has to get on Yahoo news and it creates these side conversations. And so life happens. Yep. And inside jokes are carried on. And then there's the wrangling everyone back together after people broken up. And there's the, you know, kind of the comical you know, part of that, you know, like herding cats. But so experience can do it. Content can do it as well, right? The act of looking in scriptures, you have the aha moments from people who, man, I did not see that in the text before. Well, it's because you were just concentrating, just tearing through it, just reading through it. But whenever you change the focus of what you're doing, you're able to deepen your understanding. And then you evo- eventually you get to the Word of God itself. Okay, let's actually read the Word of God and understand the Word of God. Well, you do that and you supplemented that with the different perspectives on the Word of God or this topic of marriage, so to speak. You've created just a dynamic scenario, a dynamic scenario. So that's one example. I don't know how many you
0: want me to give, but... yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you go as long as you want. It's, it's all helpful. <laughs> okay. So, But we just wanted to cap off that. And then, like I said, we're wrapping up the whole series now of, of all six of these habits that we've been talking about the last four or five months. Um, and we just want to – so we, we've hit on them all individually. We've applied them. But we're hoping that, obviously, all six of these become regular habits that are practiced in a small group. So when you sort of – mix all of those habits together, and you, and you imagine a group that is regular, regularly implementing all six of these practices, um, how do you think that changes a group? What, what does that group look like? How, how would that change them? Well, I think
1: setting expectations is important first, and just the, the, the week-to-week group experience I'm not in a position where I can say today on this podcast that you can implement all six in every session. I just am not sure that that's possible. I mean there may have been some research studies that are out there that are in the K through 12 sector that may have done that, but when you're dealing with adult learners, not children, right? Children, you know, they're they're in a room, they have to be there. The government says you got to go to school, so I mean, they don't have a choice. They get to be you know, teachers get to you different strategies on them. Adults, you know, the people who fill up our small groups, they don't have to be there. They're there because they, you know, hopefully love Jesus and they, they want to be there. Maybe their spouse dragged them, but uh, it's a totally different ballgame. So the, the the expectation to implement all six of these, these um, habits, I'm not sure that that's possible in every single session. So what I would rather encourage leaders to do is to pick a couple and really get comfortable of how this strategy this habit can impact your group by you know planning it talking with your coach talking with a fellow leader talking with someone in your group who maybe is in the K through 12 and does this every day talking with your group's pastor getting comfortable with how that habit could work in your group and then practicing that practicing it over and over and over again and you develop competency right so at the moment we have this kind of conscious incompetence about these habits, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know what we don't know. There's this conscious incompetence. Well, the idea is you do this over and over and over again to where now you have a conscious competence. I know that I know it, and I know that I can do it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get there. I don't think that I'm there yet as a small group leader, but we ultimately want to end up to where we have an unconscious competence like i don't even know that i know it i take i take it for granted you know what i mean yeah to where i'm practicing these habits in such a way that i just it's natural it just comes out of me so this uh, discuss specifically the illustrate the illustrate creatively these habits just kind of that's just the way i lead small groups yeah so focusing on a couple rather than all of them i think can serve group leaders well and then practicing these practice 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 listen you're in community with these people if you tell them that you're going to practice this habit, guys, I want to throw an experiment out tonight. So I want you to go with me on this. Just kind of believe the best and give me some grace to fail. But this is an experiment. We're not going to do it forever. I'm just going to try it to see if it works. They're in covenant community with you. Of course they're going to say yes. They may make it even a more memorable experience if it's a failure. And by the way, group leaders should always expect failure. If you never fail, you're never really learning anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I could keep talking, but I know that the But that listeners should be—I mean—that
0: should be encouraging to them. Is that you don't have to, you don't have to consciously make an effort to have all six to these present every single group meeting. You just have to start kind of making them part of your DNA, and they'll naturally show up. Maybe one shows up this week, one shows up another week, or wherever. It's not that they're always there all the time. It's just that they're become a part of who you are, and they just come out when they need to. Everything.
1: The last phrase you used, come out when they need to, I think is important. I'm not sure if we've covered it in this season or not, but finding the right tool for the job is important in small group ministry. And so these habits can serve that purpose. If you, you can think of them as tools, although I don't like to, but in, in, in what you just said made me think of, you know, maybe there's some listeners out there who would maybe understand it a little bit better if it was think of it, th- thought of it as a tool. You don't drive a nail with a stick of butter, right? You get a hammer to drive a nail. You don't peel apples with a fork. If you want to polish your shoes, you don't go get a rock, right? You got to pick the right tool for the job. And so rather than being indiscriminate and using these habits, think through what you're trying to accomplish with the text. So if you're going to cover this passage of scripture, what do you want them to understand about this? What do, you, what do you think is important for them to get from this study of Scripture this night? Maybe it's not necessarily the understanding of Scripture. Maybe it's, I really want to get, you know, Clayton to open up and share what's going on. And the passage of text really lends itself well for application, so I'm hoping this is an opportunity for him to share. Now we got to find the right tool to get an environment, to create an environment so he can share. How could that be? Well, maybe it's illustrated creatively. Maybe it's getting him to... I don't know, fill in the blank. But there you're, you're, you're in the right thinking. You're using the right habit to accomplish the goal you have. You got the nail, use the hammer.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Well, thank you again for walking us through these habits. Uh, guys, I hope you have learned a lot from them. Uh, so like I said, this is wrapping up season two, so there's going to be a little bit of a break. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of time off. We're working on um, actually the next two seasons. Of group chat for you because this season and the next two seasons are kind of a series in themselves so we've been talking about uh, learning in this season kind of how your head is a part of your small groups your mind Uh, next season we'll be talking about uh, getting your heart involved uh, and then the season after that we'll be talking about your hands and how um, what you're learning with your head and your heart actually how actually works itself out plays itself out as you live on mission uh, as a group Uh, So stay tuned, a lot of great stuff coming your way, uh, and we will catch you next time. Thanks again for listening, guys. Just a reminder, as always, you can catch this podcast episode, all of the podcasts that we have and every resource that we have available to you from Rush Creek at www.rushcreek.org. From there, if you'll just go to the groups page and scroll down to the bottom and click on the button that says resources, you can find anything we've got to help you be the best leader you can be. Thanks again, guys.